Bang bang. You need to get your whole sports betting steez sorted the F out. I know what you guys are doing sitting at home on your couch, you know, your sports betting apps open, putting on, putting on multis with 25 legs. What is this, a fucking centipede or something? No, bruh, millipede? Get fucked. We don't need that many legs. You need to bet smarter, not harder. You feel me? Shout out to Gary V with very vague statements conning all these people into believing that he's helping improve their lives. Fuck that. We're really helping improve. Bet with Joel. Sign up to Bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 5-0. And then you're getting all the sports betting advice sent to you. You don't need to do the research. Joel has an app. You download the app and he's just he's going to send in what what bets to take? How much of your bankroll to bet on that bet? Which bookmaker has that bet at the best odds and why he thinks he's got the edge on the bookmaker? You guys are over there, you know, getting mad. What? Getting mad that eight legs didn't come through on a 55 leg multi. What? You're not gonna hit it, dude. Bet with Joel plays the long game. Numbers don't lie. Go to his Instagram account, Bet With Joel. He's got graphs and everything showing you the trend of the Bet With Joel service. So sign up to Bet With Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50, potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week subscription. That's fantastic. Subscription services never offer 50% off. But if you listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast and you've got that that little code there, woo-wee, 50% off. All right, believe that. Enter that. I think my printer just made, you know, some sounds while I'm trying to do, trying to do ad reads. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Code potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off. Also supported by Phoenix Fitness. FNX Fitness. Now, we're, we're in summer season. We're already here. So if your body is looking all fucked up like mine, that's your problem. You didn't have enough self-discipline to get in shape before summer. So now you have to go, you have to go to the fucking beach wearing a shirt like me. You're getting in the water. You're embarrassed of your body. Who needs sunscreen when you've got long sleeve t-shirts? And that's what, that's what you have to do if you're going to be sitting around there looking all sloppy because you didn't get involved with Phoenix Fitness in time. Get your creatine, get your protein, get, your, get all your supplements, get your, <clears throat> get your vitamins. You're going to be looking way better if you get involved with Phoenix Fitness. Hit the Instagram link in the uh, Welcome to the Potty Instagram bio or hit the link in the episode description of this Welcome to the Potty podcast episode and enter promo code WTTP. That stands for Welcome to the Potty. Promo code WTTP for 15% off all orders. Fantastic. That is beautiful. If you just want to support the show straight up, just go to welcometothepotty.com. Go to the store page. Buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty Butter Soft unsourced t-shirt. And these these shirts are so soft, bro so fucking soft I'm telling you this 
I um I wouldn't wear it while driving because it's so soft you might fall asleep right in it. Okay, you don't want to fall asleep while driving. They tell you to do this. They tell you to drink coffee while you drive when you're doing long trips or play loud music or have the windows down. You know, that fresh cold air hitting you in the face. Now, you're going to have to do that on a short trip if you're wearing a Welcome to the Potty Unsourced t-shirt because these motherfuckers are soft. Bro. Soft. You ever heard of cashmere? Feels like that ain't it. Much cheaper than cashmere. Get around it. All right. Now I think all we've got left to do is start the fucking show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the potty, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain. I'm here today with Xavier Dersma, return uh, return guest here. G'day guys, thanks very much for having me on. Oh yeah, just bring, bring, bring that in. Here yeah, we are. G'day yeah. guys, thanks very much for having me on. I'm, uh, Big, big, big fan of the uh, podcast here, so it's going to be very good fun. Very, very privileged to be back on today. Looking forward to it. And um, it's uh, it's guest of the year time. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so voting started in December. Yep. So I haven't actually had a look yet to see who's in the lead, but um, I'd, I'd say you're a pretty good chance. One yes. of the bigger names on this year. That's uh, that's pretty exciting. Well, then hopefully I can hopefully I can get up. That'd be yeah, good. that'd be good. And uh, yeah, if if you do win, you have to you have to come back and get your prize. So no, oh, that sounds that sounds very good to me. Yeah. I that sounds like a fair fair deal. So what have you been up to in the off season? Oh yeah, look, mate. I've uh, I spent a lot of time here in Adelaide, and obviously I'm I'm not actually from here originally. So I went back. Um, as soon as I could, really, after the Best and Fairest concluded. Um, went back home to Victoria, down um, to Foster, my hometown, and uh, just spent quite a lot of time back there with my family and friends um, and then just enjoyed my time, you know, that I could. I think I got left left Adelaide on the 1st of November and got back um, to back to Adelaide here, I think, on the, I think it was the 2nd or the 3rd so of December. So, yeah, it's been... Um, it was a good time back home, but obviously, you know, I really want, really, uh, really would like to have had a little bit extra time there. Yeah. But, you know, obviously that's just how it is at the minute. We've got to really start training, get ourselves ready for next year, for next year's campaign. And obviously we had a really successful season and we want to go one step further and make it to the grand final and win it. So, yeah, uh, we're able to put our, put our work in now and hopefully that sets us up really well for, for the year to come. When are you starting up? So we start, the season starts again, I think, at the end of March. Um, but okay. we've, we've already started training th- so far. Uh, we started on the 7th, I think, of 7th of December. So we've already been oh. going for a week. Um, and then we finish off this week here. And then we have a l- another little break for Christmas. So Are you going home? And oh. I will go home. Yeah, yeah I'll go cool. home again. Just um, spend cr- uh, Christmas with the family and stuff. So Yeah, yeah it's nice that the, uh, the borders have relaxed a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. And all the coronavirus hysteria is sort of starting to slow down. It is. Yeah, it's Especially nice. after... Pizza boy sort of fucking it up for everyone yeah. there for a minute. Was, it was a very, uh, I was very, I, I didn't really know, I didn't understand the situation because I wasn't here in, in South Australia. So I didn't fully understand everything that, that was going on. But I did hear that there was, there was, there was false cases and, and yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's an odd odd situation for South Australia to be in seeing it was uh, free of COVID for a long time. So. Yeah. And I don't, I don't um, watch the news a lot. So, like, yeah. 
we we just get updates through work yeah. about like what we're allowed to do yeah. and what we're not allowed to do and all that. But um, I was in the office the day the the sort of yeah the pizza stuff happened. Yeah, and my manager just sort of like like just started spitting the dummy because I think she was watching the live updates. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Oh, we're back on lockdown." And I was like, "Oh no!" Like thinking six months or something. Like, how long? She's like, "Oh, six days." And I was like. Bit of carry yeah. on for six days, <laughs> and then it's still on. yeah. Then it ended up being like three days or something. Like know. it was nothing, but it wasn't even too bad. And yeah, I think the Victorian people were laughing at were laughing at a lot of South Australians because you know that a lot of South Australians are getting a bit upset over a six day lockdown. And yeah, the Victorians had a what was it, half a year lockdown, something like that. So yeah, yeah. But no, it's good. It's resolved itself. So hopefully, it just stays like that now. And um, did you stay up? Uh, oh no, so you were you were flying in and out of Adelaide. Um, while you were playing last season? Yeah, so so we, we were able to play. Uh, we, we had our initial hub part of the year where we had um, the first three weeks um, that we were back after we played the showdown. So showdown was round two for us. And then after that, we went up to a hub um, that was for in three weeks in Brisbane yep. and Gold Coast. So we were, in, we were based in Gold Coast, but there are other teams oh, based okay. in Brisbane as well. Um, and so we were there for three weeks. And then from there, we because South Australia um, was able to really get on top of it and Queensland were both able to get on top of COVID. We were able to fly in and out between, um, you know, Adelaide to Gold Coast or Brisbane to play um, for, for, a, for the rest of the season, which was good. So um, it allowed us to live at home, but at the same time, you know, we, we copped a lot of uh, a lot of shit from, you know, just AFL fans and people in general because, you know, they, we were above the law and getting to travel, um, you know, Above the law, yeah, but we weren't really because we were living it in harsh. Oh um, yeah, people just—they—they they don't really—they didn't understand that we were living in horrible, like hard, well, not horrible, but harsh conditions in terms of what we were able to do in terms of our own freedoms and stuff. And yeah, we were stuck in our own houses. The only times we had to leave was to go to training or to get, to go and get our essential supplies, so food or to the post office or something like that. Um, otherwise, we weren't allowed to leave the house. Um, whereas people in South Australia were almost living normally, pretty much, weren't they? Yeah. For for Three to four or five months was pretty much like the, that. pretty yeah. much the whole time except for that that initial, initial yeah, lockdown. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I thought. Is that, and then like yeah. um, like I don't think you can get in much trouble for commenting here, but like public knowledge, Ollie Wines got suspended yeah. for a game for um, doing some media stuff, and it's like harm. You know, he wasn't Harmless, out partying exactly, yeah. or something. Yeah. Like no, he exactly just thought right. he thought it'd be okay, and it's not like he's you know in terms of you know, it's hard to comment on and stuff like that. Obviously he. he made you know broke the afl re- rules and regulations etc but in terms of like a, a massive scale of things you know looking back at it retrospectively it's not actually a massive yeah massive, you know breach of a like an afl you know like a drug saga or anything like that mm. he's he's done so, you know he's trying to do so, do a media thing and obviously um you know just at the wrong time and and got you know obviously did the wrong thing but um and broke the regulations but you know in the big, big you know, scheme of things i don't think it was too bad but yeah you know obviously that's just um part of you know what what has to happen, what we have to hold ourselves, but, you know, to a higher standard and, and really, you know, be role models for, for society. But, you know, at the same time, it really it really was challenging for, you know, for a year. And, you know, I'm, I've missed my family. I didn't see them for seven, seven and a half months, almost eight months. Mm. Um, and so for someone who's not from Victoria, you know, and doesn't, you know, usually plans to see their family and friends, you know, a couple of times a year, you know, it was pretty tough. And yeah. there's some, definitely some tough times and stuff throughout the season, but. Yeah, obviously much better for it now, and you know, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything stays really good. And do you give uh, Netflix a bit of a flogging then? 
I did. I gave to I, I gave my just my, my own room a bit of a flog. Yeah. I didn't leave I didn't leave my room too much because there wasn't really too much else to do. Yeah. So the PS4, um, Netflix, YouTube, a lot of uh, a lot of lot of screen time. But yeah. You know, what else can you do? There's not. There wasn't. That's it. There's not much else for me to do. I read a book. Read a book or two. Um, but then you know, most of the other time, it was just yeah, just trying to give myself something to do because there was just so much time of, you know, so much downtime and so much. And in time terms we had to of spend inside training and all of that, do they like? Obviously, you sort of in that sport culture, you get praise for being the first one in, last one out kind of thing. Are they just trying to get you out as quickly as possible? Yeah, 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 yeah. So was, yeah, usually in in sport culture, that's that, you know, it's a big thing of being. First in there, and then also last out. You know, make, putting in the extra work, all that kind of stuff. But with the COVID regulations that we had, we had certain times that were allowed in, and certain times we had to move out. And you know, we had we trained in small groups for most of the year of you know seven or eight people in a group, and um, you had your, you had your allocated time time slot of when you needed to train, and then you had to go and shower up and get out get out of there, so the other team, other group after you could come in and yeah and do it. So you know, it was a Different, very different, different year. But you know, it's good. It's behind us now. Um, you know, we did a really good job, Port Adelaide. You know, as a whole, as a whole club and um, team, the whole league. Standpoint. You, um, oh well, that, you know, that's why like, as, as a league, yeah, as a league, I think we did really well um, to actually complete the season and and play a pretty successful season. And then, obviously, from a Port Adelaide standpoint, the, the club did a really good job um, of just adapting to those, uh, adapting to those, you know constraints that were, th- that were thrown on us and I think we really um, came out head first and, and attacked attacked with everything we had and it, and it showed for most of the year with you know sitting on top of the ladder for the whole season yeah. so you know, only losing to Richmond who were the eventual premiers by only a goal in the end so yeah, yeah it looked like it worked for us but hopefully we just build on it build on it yeah. absolutely and um, obviously the, the NBA is sort of back into pre-season games now and they they had a great sort of um battle with the virus as well like yeah. with their their bubble like no one got sick nah, they, they did really they did a really good job with yeah. um the bubble as well so you know hats off to the nba yeah. because you know the ncaa the nfl uh, all the other all the other major sporting leagues in the u.s seem to not be able to do anything as good as yeah was successful mlb as the, mlb was just a joke yeah it was, yeah. It was nothing else was was able to be compared to the nba in terms of the way that it's being handled so nba have done a really good job um and so your boys you're you're a houston fan i am i'm a houston fan and now i'm also just a bit of a uh, a miami heat fan as well um i'm very i'm i'm pretty fickle with my nba teams. yeah okay i i, I, I love it, russell westbrook as well and now that he's gone from houston as well it, it hurts it hurts my uh my care factor for houston and the last thing um, you want to do is uh sort of root for washington because that's yeah <laughs> that's going to just be I mean, a heartbreak yeah, it could be it could be pretty disappointing and miserable being a oh, NBA yeah. fan I'll of tell you washington the, so. the only thing that's for certain is that washington's never winning a championship no like. they're probably not going to win a championship but i mean they'll you know, they'll take to, i think they could take like orlando's spot in the 8 yeah i reckon like if they make a if the, if they make a five to an eight seed so the bottom four of those um respective playoff seeds mm. like the five six seven eight if they make any of them that's that's a pretty good season for yeah. for washington seeing that they've really only got russell westbrook and brad beal they just uh, they just sort yeah. of they really dug themselves a hole with with their contracts 
They got because they, were, they overpaid Otto Porter when he was still there. Oh, you're talking about sorry, you're talking about Washington. Oh yeah, yeah Washington. Matt, yeah, big time. And yeah, then yeah. then Kelly they Uber. paid they paid Bill and sort of like had to pay Wall or maybe it was vice versa. Yeah. And um, then it was just like they couldn't they couldn't pick up anyone. Oh, that's right. But like looking at that too, Washington. I think it was 2014, 15, 16. They actually really looked like they were contenders for the East. Like, you know, they had good players like Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre yeah. as well. So good role players who were becoming better. The East and was strong. The East was too, a little so bit strong. A bit I think the East is quite strong now as well. But I think those te- the teams at the top, of, like around the East, like Chicago was still pretty good with Derek Rose and Jimmy Butler back then. They had obviously the Cavs who were really good and Celtics were becoming good. Like, there's some pretty good teams in there, but... I don't know. They just they just managed to uh, lose all their like Otto Porter, who they went, paid him and then became no good. Yeah, and then we took his fucking contract. Yeah, the Bulls. he became became, a, became an absolute spud, and then <laughs> uh, they got obviously traded Kelly Oubre and stuff. But you know, Oubre is good, man. I, I like um, him. I reckon he's a nice player. Yeah, Pl- now he's at Golden State. They're uh, that that kind of archetype of a player. That that three or four spot who can has a long wingspan and reasonably athletic who can shoot, they're they're pretty they're pretty bloody valuable. Yeah. So if you can find any anything like that Kelly Oubre kind of type, they I reckon they're pretty bloody valuable for any kind of team because yeah. they fit in anywhere pretty much. I think like yeah. they, they can play because they can catch and shoot. They can do all kinds of stuff. Plus they can take it off the bounce as well and take it off the dribble. There's some pretty good players like that. Heartbreaking they lost Clay again. Oh yeah, I know Clay's Clay's a, you know obviously he's a Absolute star of the game, and yeah, you never like to see anyone like get injured, especially someone as good as good at, good at basketball as Clay Thompson is. Yeah, but you are so because you're a bit of a Westbrook fan. Yeah, I would have said if he stayed in the East, I would have said that he wouldn't have. Um, I'm sorry, West. If he stayed in the West, I don't think he would have been an All Star. But um, if they do All Star Weekend, I think they're doing like an altered version of All Star. Yeah, Weekend. they've been changing up the last couple of years, haven't they? The yeah. All Star stuff. I, so he might still be be an All Star um, this season. Do you know what? I think I am a Russell Westbrook fan, but I think that the criticism I've been pretty uh, pretty harsh on him last year. He have he shot the highest field goal percentage out of his whole career or career so far. I think, especially in the second half of the year, I think he shot fifty two percent from the field. And averaged thirty point one points per game, and played some of the best basketball he's played for his career. But then people still managed to slander him and stuff. So I, I feel for Russell Westbrook because all he does is just try his heart out, but and still gets ripped for it. But yeah, like he, he goes out there and gives it. He gives it everything, everything, but every game. Obviously, which there's, is there's the nuts. criticism he gives it too much, like pulls too hard or or tries to do too much. But at the same time, you, you can't fault his effort. No, never. not his effort. But I just don't. I don't know that his motivation's the right there. I think he's just trying to... And you can definitely... Que- you can always question that, yeah. but I don't think you could ever question his... His ability. His, his ability yeah. and oh. his drive and, and his, uh, you know, his actual want to be to be there and to fight for every single position out there. I don't think that's in question. Yeah. But you uh, Houston's got John Wall now, so that'll be interesting to see, yeah. see what he's doing. Uh, him it and Boogie be. have reunited from their college days. It will be. It will be. I, I think John Wall's a really nice player. Mm. I think he's obviously the Achilles injury is not going to help him too much. But yeah, slow down a little bit because he yeah. was very reliant he was, on his athleticism. He was, he, it was between, I think, him and Russell Westbrook and for the two fastest players in the NBA, I, I would have said. Yeah. Or De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron Fox now as well. He's yeah. very quick. So I, th- I think it would probably be between those couple of yeah. players for the fastest ones. But. 
be interesting to see. But I'm 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 now sliding towards going for Miami Heat. I, I, d- I did like them. Yeah, watching I, them in the bubble and in the playoffs. They look pretty good, hey? Yeah. They look yeah. very good. And just yeah. a bunch of sort of like um, guys that slid under the radar. 100%. And that's, um, I think that's I why that. I, like, I yeah. like them as well because they had that underdog mentality. And I think that they've just got a – I love Jimmy Butler as well. I love everything that he's about. Yeah, me too. And he just got – he's, he's another dog. one. Got got a bad rap. Yeah. Like, and then he just went – to a place where he fit in, yeah, and just showed like he 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 went up another level, didn't he? At the end, yeah, hundred percent. I think Spolstra is a really good fit for him as well as um, Pat Pat Riley, Pat Riley yeah. as well. I think that's it. Really suits what Jimmy Butler I think yeah. is about. And then also, you know, I've got my my probably my new favorite player in Tyler Hero, yeah, as well. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty special. But yeah, yeah, he's I, I really I'm a really big fan of him. Him and um. Uh, oh, what's his name? The the shooter that they were calling Jimmy Duncan Neutron. Robertson. Duncan yeah, Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, just just a wet ball. Uh, they can shoot, can't they? Yeah. They can shoot. They can shoot the lights out. But yeah. yeah, so it's a pretty exciting stuff. And then obviously they got other good players in there. Bam, Bam Adebayo is pretty bloody good yeah. too. And um, you know they've got plenty of other good players in there as well. I think Goran Dragic, you know, was really unlucky to his. To get hurt in that series yeah. as well against foot the Lakers. Yeah, no, no. I think it was his foot or his Achilles, something like yeah. that as well. But who have um, you got for uh, next season? Look, I'll take I'll take uh, the Miami Heat with me. I'll go for, I'll go for them. Yeah. Um, who have I got though for the winning championship? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough question. I don't really like. I respect LeBron, but I don't really I don't particularly like him. I'm the same. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's the same. Anthony Davis, I used to like him, but when he went to the Lakers, I nah. Sucker shit, man. I just don't. I can't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. And I, I didn't like that. If I'm looking objectively, I think Lakers probably have the best chance of winning the championship. I think their team on paper looks better this year than it did last it did, year. Yeah, which I is think scary. so. As well. I know that. Yeah, I think so as well. But I hope someone else rises up to it. I, I like the. I've always liked Kawhi. Like Kawhi Leonard's a fantastic player, and I've always liked him a lot. I reckon that the Clippers. Are probably best suited in the West to take them on, but I mean they have to get past, they have to get there first, and they obviously showed they melted down in that. They uh, did in they, that series, so they needed to. They, they went and paid Paul George a max. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, he's probably you know, he's an all star. He's been an all NBA player. I can understand why they pay him, but I don't know if they should have paid him that much. You they could should've... argue that he's top twenty players in the league, maybe, but after what I witnessed. In, in the, the bubble, no, yeah, I don't think no, so. I don't think so. I think also, like Paul George, two years ago was third in the MVP voting, but yep. at OKC. that was his that was yeah at OKC it was his last year with Russ, but that was his probably his best season he's ever played. Yep, and I think he's he was still okay last year at the Clippers, but I think it's probably a downhill spiral. I think from what I've seen, I think it, you know it's a downhill spiral for Paul George from here. Yeah, and for him to be getting that much money in five years when I don't know how old he is. He'd be, he'd be close he'd, to 33, 34, 35 by that time. Yeah. That's going to that's be pretty old. Yeah. So that's that's pretty crazy. And then you also look at the, the culture of that team. Like, like I used to play uh, at a high level. You do play at a high level. Yeah. And if you've got a guy that's not even a port guy, right? Someone from West yeah. Coast flies in and he's he's been traded. Yeah. And he's like, I'm only going to play every two games. Yeah, and I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live um, in uh, Murray Bridge. Yeah, 
And so you yeah, guys yeah. have to wait for yeah. me to come to practice. Yeah. And I don't want to do media. So you guys can do media. And so you got this guy that comes out of nowhere yeah. and he's just doing whatever he wants. I just don't I, – I think that's why they, they started like trading – guys that obviously weren't those two guys because of who they are and the money that they, they were. They need, yeah, yeah. But, like, guys that probably spoke up and said, like, this is bullshit, they just shipped off. Like, Trez. Like, uh, yeah, I did I did find it very, very puzzling of why the hell the Clippers moved Montrose Harrell. The sixth man of the year. Yeah, the yeah. sixth man. They just won the sixth man of the year. Coming off his best season, probably. Probably his best season. And has probably still room to grow yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. And is pretty integral to the part of what – the Clippers are about for him coming off the bench and mass playing massive minutes and, and yeah. being there, you know, him and Lou Williams being there, you know, their bench scorers. I don't know. That's what, if something like that must have happened, I would have, I would assume. Yeah. Like, well, it sounded, it sounded like there was a bit of, um, uh, like anger or, or resentment or something when they had the meeting about, should we, should we play like before the bubble actually opened up? No. When it was the, already the bubble, and then it was, um, I think the George Floyd thing. Oh happened. yeah, the Black Lives Matter stuff. And they, guys yeah, started yeah. like Milwaukee didn't play, um, and then a couple games got cancelled or postponed, yep. and then it sounded like the Lakers and the Clippers both kind of said, "Let's just cancel the season." Yeah, and a couple of those guys were like, "Of course, these fucking guys don't want to play. They they hardly play yeah, anyway." anyway yeah, 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 and it kind of so got. Be ugly can, in there. I can understand, you know. Obviously, from it's obviously I don't really know too much. Obviously, it's hard to comment on yeah. what would have gone on, but you could have seen where why there would would have you been can, a yeah. divide. I can totally imagine that, especially especially like a guy that's only just been traded there, like, and is relatively young, like yeah. LeBron James or Carmelo, season eighteen. Like, yeah, They've maybe. been there a long time. But yeah. those two guys actually don't do load management. No. And it's like Kawhi Leonard had an injury five years ago or something, or well, yeah, three four, years ago. Three, three, three and a half years ago. Yeah, and, and he's, he's sort of using that to... Still load managing yeah. off of that. Well, I, you know... We Which, don't, if we they don't, won, yeah. if they won it, I yeah, probably okay. would say less. But, like, to, to sort of put your team in that spot and, like, have it written into your contract and stuff and then yeah. capitulate... Against the Nuggets, it's yeah. like I know, yeah. But but then again, look at the year before; it actually did work. Yeah. Right? So that's, so that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. That's the, the thing you have to take into account is like, well, it actually did work the year before. Yeah. So I mean, that's maybe what's why the Clippers agreed to it because well, it means if you know if we're gonna rest a bit in the regular season, then load up for the playoffs. It looks like they've already, the Raptors looked like they laid out the blueprint for it. So it looked, and then the Clippers would have just gone. Oh yeah, we get Kawhi Leonard. Let's, let's, let's just agree to all these terms. We'll get him. Yeah, and then people started talking shit about uh, Doc Rivers' um, legacy. I mean, and it is it is a tough. It's a tough question because when he won, it was that stacked. Oh, it's like, very stacked. The Celtic first team. real yeah. super team. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know, but I think Doc Rivers is a good coach. He's me made too. the playoffs. I'd like to see he, what he does with Philly. He's made the playoffs. Almost every year of his career, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. But like you know, he's not one of the. I don't think he's one of the all-time greatest ones. But no, but I, I would have had. A, one of the, he's a great coach. I would have been saying instead of instead of getting PG the ball, I would have been saying get it to Kawhi and PG can you do your Play defense? Yeah. You've been garbage for four weeks or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. let's Just, not try and shoot you out of it now. Yeah, I, Paul George is like. 
he's the opposite of just keep shooting, I reckon. Like, you know, usually how if, you, if you're a bit cold, you've got to keep taking shots to, to get you back into yeah. it. And Paul George is the opposite, I reckon. Every time that I've seen him at OKC and stuff go cold in playoffs and stuff, he just keeps taking shots when he shouldn't. And yeah. Like, it was frustrated the fuck out of me. Yeah. Because he just, just kept taking stupid shots or just kept shooting when he shouldn't. I reckon it's the opposite for, you know, most for him. Yeah. He needs to not take shots. He's, yeah, he's, I think his is more mental. Like, I he needs. So, I think so as well, yeah. It, everyone needs to see the ball go in a few times, mm. but he needs to see it early. Because otherwise, so, it's, yeah. he just sort of buries himself. I think so. I think yeah. that's a yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, I think he does really need to see at least a couple of couple of baskets going early. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately, my yeah, my pick would be LA. I think I would say if, if I'm going with my mind, I'd say yeah, yeah, the best chance to win it is probably LA this year. But I hope someone knocks them off. Who you got coming out of the East? You reckon Miami probably? Because did you see any highlights from the Brooklyn game with KD uh, and Kyrie? Do you know, and there's – obviously we haven't even talked about um, Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant yet. So KD's come to get, coming back. Yeah. And that's big. He's now, in the, he's now in the East, so that's pretty big. Yeah. I would say that the Eastern Conference Finals would be between Miami Heat and um, – Brooklyn? And Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. I would say that, again, Giannis, the same issues – They'll have the same issues that Giannis is not going to add a jumper. Mm. They'll have the same issues. I think teams will figure out. He keeps talking about it. Never never really shows it. Like, yeah. he, yes, he's, in the last couple of years, he's improved his jump shot. Yeah. But it's still not a threat enough for... He had one game against LA, in LA, before the um, bubble started, where I think he hit five threes. Yeah. And it was early in the season. I was like, oh, Fuck, I like it's he over. Might, yeah, he might have he might have <laughs> figured it out, but I don't think he has. Like he, no. for the, across the rest of the season, he couldn't he could barely hit one. No. So teams have figured out how to play him. I think, and he's while he's still a great player, I don't think it in playoffs when you're playing a seven game series, teams will figure out how to trap you and and make you yeah, um, and just not allow you to get that head of steam down yeah, the floor because well, he's much. pretty unstoppable when he's like that's just, well, that's he's a runaway freight train, yeah. especially in open court. But like if you can get it to half court off it. You know, and and trap him and and not allow him in the paint, then you've got a you've got a decent chance because yeah. obviously, last couple of years Toronto and Miami have both been able to do it. So, yeah, it'll be um, yeah that yeah the East is looking much better because Toronto didn't fall off much at all. No, um, they didn't. They still played good basketball, yeah. but they obviously they lost. Who did they lose to? Bark. Oh, they um, uh, who did they lose to? It was the Bucks, wasn't it? And then they bucks and heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and I the, think that's what it the was. The heat just torched them, and the heat torched them. Who, no, who, no, who, the who, heat, the heat knocked heat, them. Heat torched someone else. They, they, they swept the first two rounds, didn't they? I've lost it all. Oh no! They, I think they, they swept Philly in the first round. Um, Philly didn't make it out of the first round. I can't even remember. Neither. But, but Toronto was looking good until, like, yeah, pretty much to the to the very end without. But they've lost Ibaka now as well. He's yeah. at the Clippers. He's at the Clippers. So the Clippers do pick up Serge Ibaka, yeah. which is a pretty good pickup. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I think it'll be like it'll be close with um, those top four, like Milwaukee and Toronto, and then you've got obviously the LA teams, and then Golden State 
probably probably think, further down a bit, like six, seven, eight. You reckon? I think so. Without with Clay, I think it was three or four. Yeah, but without him, it's I still, like I still think that with Steph, with Ubre, with um, Wiseman, is it? Yep, they've got Wiseman now. I still think they're at half a chance for the even the fourth seed, third mm-hmm. seed, fourth seed, fifth seed. I reckon. I I still think they're a pretty good team. Like Denver, Denver's going to be the Denver's same gonna team. Be, Denver's going to be probably the third seed, I'd say. Yeah. And maybe Warriors are, you know. Especially if Jamal Murray maintains what he was doing at the he end. He was going really well. Yeah, he, he was balling. chopping it. He was balling. So, yeah, yeah. Golden State could, could be up there fourth. Depends what Houston do as well. Bo- I mean, Boogie and John Wall will probably both get injured. Like, well, just yeah. you, don't if, want to, you don't want to see him get injured. No, like, yeah, you, but like, just historically speaking, yeah. There's a likelihood of it happening. Happening, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching lately? What have I been watching lately? I, to be honest, I haven't really been watching too many um, TV shows apart from I'm a massive Star Wars man. Oh yeah, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, I've been. It's been fantastic. Um, every every week I'm getting to the Friday Friday afternoon or Friday night, and I'm I'm so excited to, to that's watch when it. They that's when it comes out, yep. and I'm getting so excited. Like, you know. I've never been this excited for a TV show before, but wow, is that good? Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I think it won. It's already won six or seven Emmys. Wow, and stuff, like, and it's just fantastic. And obviously, I'm a massive nerd in terms of Star Wars. Like, I'm a proper hardcore fan. Yeah, I've you know read books, comics, seen all the movies a hundred times, all the TV shows, everything like that. I'm okay, proper, so I'm a proper proper Star Wars nerd. Not, did you not watch one of the fake ones with but. the with the first Star Wars, like the first four that came out? The first. Three. Three? Three, yeah. The, the original three from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, 70s and 80s. Yeah. So did you watch Did you watch Remastered or the old ones? I watched the original ones when I was a kid on the VHS. Okay. So they were the original ones. And then when I got a little bit older, I think we got the um, the updated Blu-ray versions of them yeah. now. So they're okay. obviously a lot clearer and, and, and stuff now, especially on the technology we have these days. But yeah, I, did, I was obviously a, um, a very massive fan of that. And then obviously I, the prequels as well, so one, two, and three. Um, massive fan of them. And uh, my favorite movie is Revenge of the Sith, so that's the third one. Yep, um, that's your favorite movie of all time. Yeah, favorite movie of wow. all time. Wow. Um, there's obviously I've got a lot of favorite movies. Yep, a lot of favorite movies. Um, across a across a wide range of genres and uh, and you know settings etc. Like that. But my favorite movie just from just pure childhood, absolute you know fantastic memories. And stuff was pretty much yeah the Revenge of the Sith is my okay. favorite one. And then obviously, as I've grown up, just it just keeps getting better, and I love it every yeah. time I watch it. It just this brings back just an amazing nostalgia, and yeah, love it. Fantastic. I um I I got into Star Wars late. Yeah, so I watched it um like episode one. Yeah, yeah. So the, so oh, so chronologically instead yeah, of instead, instead of, of time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I haven't I haven't got into I don't think I've seen the most recent movie and then I haven't seen like The Mandalorian or anything like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is so so you've seen all the way up to 8. I, I I'm I, taking I it. I think so, yeah. And so there's you, 9 movies. There's 9 of the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. and then there's obviously two as well of course this is two, an anthology film called Rogue One and one about Han Solo as well. So there's 11 movies total. Um oh. but two of those are not they've got to do with the Skywalker saga but they're not specifically part of that okay um yeah i don't think I'll, maybe i haven't seen 
um, Rogue One or the... But but believe me, they're both good movies too. So yeah. I really like... They're some of the best movies, I think, out of all the Sky, out of all Star Wars as well. Okay. Some of the better ones, so... No, I think I did see the Han Solo one. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but there's like a lightsaber fight on a bridge towards the end and someone falls. Uh, that might... What's his name? Adam Driver's in it. Oh no, that's the that's the last one. That's um episode nine. So you have seen episode nine. Oh, okay. I reckon. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you've seen episode nine. Uh, Han Solo movies one just by um yeah I don't I, I won't spoil it too much either. But yeah, it's it's about a young, a young Han Solo when oh he was, young Han Solo okay. yeah when he was uh, but that episode nine was very Han Solo like focused. Oh uh, not oh not and so much. the black guy and the the girl as well. Yeah, it was yeah. more focused on um Ray and. Um, Kylo Ren and Darth Darth Sidious it was mostly focused yeah. around that, but um, yeah, I I liked that movie. It wasn't wasn't my favorite one. There was a few issues that I have it I have with it myself, and then obviously lots of Star Wars fans have with that one and and number eight as well. The Last Jedi, they both there's a lot of fans that, uh, that that don't particularly like those last two movies that came out, but I still think that. Um, I still see the redeeming qualities in both of the movies. I'm not a massive fan of either of them. They're both they're still Star Wars, so I'm still a massive fan of it. But in terms of, you know, they have a few things that I don't like about them and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, do, you, do, you know, just, do you know what a Mary Sue is? No. Okay, so it's like a, you know, a, a, a strong female character that has been given no... Um, is powerful for no reason, like has just like can do anything without any kind of consequences or right. Um, like it, it power that's unexplained or just given to her just because okay she's a woman. So obviously, so who is who are some good characters you, you you've female strong characters that would have seen across movies in general? Movies in general, like so. So think of like Sigourney Weaver in Alien. So like strong you know, female character. <laughs> so like so like think of like a strong female character that's really good, like really good powerful looks after herself all that kind yeah. of stuff but it's explained and she has to overcome things and, and do things that challenge yeah. her and all uh, you know there's, there's obviously you know many many hundreds of examples of, of that kind of thing but then there's there's the um ray ray the character the female jedi yeah that's been it just has a, a lot of issues about fans um i don't not as not myself as in um, I don't. I think there's some of the power that she has is explained because she has a very um, powerful um, heritage in her blood, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I feel like a lot of fans in the, in of Star Wars don't like it because of um, because of that Mary Sue um, kind right. of thing. So she she has a lot of power that's unexplained and just gets it without any kind of any confrontations or yeah, she's overcoming just stuff. She's just like god level powerful like yeah kind of right stuff. but i i think that she there are parts of of the movies where you see that she does overcome things and and earns her her power and all that kind of stuff but i can see where fans would would think that you know, she's just it's a very feminist kind of character and the, you know, empowering women all that kind of stuff which yeah is, which is, is it is the message that they're sending which is you know fair yeah, enough but it's at a the same sign time, of the times really it is like, a sign yeah. of the times exactly but you know we don't we don't endorse that to not happen because you know you, no. want, you want to see a good you know just write just write it properly exactly that's but that's that's all. the yeah. thing is basically what i'm trying to say is that everyone loves a good character if they're written well yeah if it's a it's a shit character if they're not so you know another example you know and if you i don't know if you've seen any of the, the tv shows of star wars but no ahsoka tano is 
um, for all the Star Wars nerds out there, she's one of the most loved characters in all of Star Wars because she's written well. Yeah. Um, and, and goes over a massive character arc and becomes, you know, she was really annoying at first and then becomes a really fantastic um, Jedi and stuff in the end. But, like, you know, just, just write your characters properly. Um, as, you know, if the writers do their job, then yeah goes from there but, but isn't um well the star star wars fans are notorious for oh sort yeah. of like picking it apart oh so yeah star wars fans are you know they don't help themselves and yeah. they don't help anyone else but that because like wasn't episode one like didn't everyone it was hate hated that? it was hated yeah. but i I, really like I love episode one i it's think it's like, fantastic but it's my favorite because it was my introduction yeah to star wars yeah, yeah. so yeah. um but i do see i do oh, see yeah, how I can it's still, yeah yeah, I can still see why people would have hated Jar Jar Binks and would have hated a yeah. lot of things yeah. about it. But <laughs> you know, for what I, for what it was when I was a kid, I was a kid growing up at that point, and that was what a lot of the prequels. That's why my generation love the prequels the most because we were kids and we thought Jar Jar was funny and stuff. Because you know, I would I think I was I wasn't even born yet when it came out, but when I did start to watch it, I saw you know, and I thought Jar Jar Binks was funny, and I didn't understand all that stuff, but I still loved it anyway. Yeah, and so there's lots of things that I think. As a kid, again, nostalgia kicks in there a bit, but so who introduced you? Just your parents because they had it on VHS, like yeah. So it was my parents and my nan, yeah, and my pop and stuff like that. When I was a kid, they had it on VHS and stuff, and um, my nan and my pop used to look after me um, when mum and dad were at work and stuff. So I obviously, just watched it during the day um, while they were looking after me a lot. So I used to watch it a lot, so I was on repeat like a lot, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a lot, yeah. So um. Yeah, I've got a few um, few movies like that that I've just seen like a thousand times. Um, my favourite movie of all time. I was just about to ask you, what, what's your favourite movie? Mine's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is yeah. a very, very good movie. Yeah, it's a long Quentin, movie. Quentin, so Quentin doesn't often miss, does he? No. He doesn't miss. No. Like my least favourite of his is probably The Hateful Eight. Yeah, and that's that was his, apart from the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that was his most recent one, wasn't it? Um... No, am I thinking Django might have been, or, or did Hateful Eight come out after Django? Oh, actually, I can't remember now. Hateful Eight was like two thousand. No, no, Django Unchained was two thousand twelve, I think, and Jesus, Hateful Eight was two thousand and sixteen, I think. Okay, I th I think I can't. I, no, that actually makes sense. I think it is. I, I off the top of my head, I think that's what it is. But yeah, but like I. I still liked it though. I didn't like. Yeah, no, I still liked it's the similar to as like well. the yeah, yeah. Um, the Star Wars thing. Like all the fans was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. Like, what's he doing? But yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like the best movie in the world, and it didn't win any awards. Like, so so what? It was still good. It's still, it's still a, a a good movie, but yeah. you, you know, you hold Tarantino to such high standards that yeah. you, you expect him to win a, all the awards and yeah. clean up at the Oscars every year when he has a movie. So yeah, but yeah. Pulp Fiction is my favorite. I probably I probably watch it like once a year. Yeah, now. Uh, yeah, just because it's it is three hours long, it so is like long it's hard it is to get through. Long. And I don't like watching part of a movie and leaving and coming yeah. back. Yeah. So that one's that one's tough. My most watched movie is probably Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah. Anchorman, really yeah, love it. I love Ron okay. Burgundy. I think okay. he's the best. I think. See, one of one of my I can other most watched movies would have been Dodgeball. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's up there. Wedding crashes, although yeah. that, that group of that guys. kind of the 2010 rom coms and comedies were just fantastic. Yeah, like 2000 to 2010. I feel like it's hard to come up with a good premise for a comedy now. Like, oh, I, I actually watched a YouTube video about that the other day. Oh, like really? All the all the great ideas and all the greatest comedies that you can remember was between 2000 to 2010. Yeah, and apart from 21, 22, Jump Street. 
there hasn't really really been any cult classics like those ones yeah. that come out. And they weren't they weren't on the same level. They were, and that's right. They were they were gr- they were good movies, but not on the same level as like a Dodgeball, yeah, a Step Brothers, Superbad, Superbad, yeah. exactly the perfect example. Superbad, like cult followings that everyone, no matter who you are, you always saw or you yeah. always knew those those kind of movies and Benchwarmers and stuff as well. Like, yeah, um, yeah, Superbad is obviously I think probably the number one that and Step Brothers. And then probably dodgeball. I think after that, it's yeah. probably some of the most favorite. I think out of everyone's comedy movies for, for yeah, for sure. Stuff, but like every time, every time we're sitting down and like you get you get those times where you sometimes just scrolling through Netflix. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend probably settle on Wedding Crashes like eighty yeah. percent of yeah. the time when yeah. that happens. Like yeah. it's a uh, plus wedding. You know, obviously Wedding Crashes is another one of those another one of those movies that we're talking about. And, you know, yeah. everyone just loves. You know, loves what everything that it's about. They're two very, very funny characters, and it's it just works. It just works, doesn't it? Yeah, it's right. Like, did I think um, there's there might be word of a wedding crashes too. Is there really? Which I'm not. Like, I'm not sure about. And there's also there's definitely word on a Billy Madison too, and Waterboy too, which I'm just like. I, just I like such classic. Uh, that's like, right. I like those kind of movies. They just need. I think they just need to be left alone. Yeah, even like the fir- like the first Billy Madison. The premise is so outrageous. Like a thirty-year-old going back to preschool. You know, yeah. it's like just insane. How do you how do you go and do that? You can't do it like, again. I don't think you can. And if, but if they manage to do it and do it well, then hats off to them. But yeah, I don't like. I don't feel but like. Then I reckon they f- they almost ruins the yeah first one, doesn't it? And Adam Sandler like. You know, power to him. He's been killing it and he's done all these recent movies, but none of them have been as good. Billy Madison or uh, Waterboy or um, the uh, go- what's the golf one? Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Oh, there's another like, good one as well. Happy no, Gilmore. Like, I just don't know if he's going to be able to recreate that magic. Like, that was just like. that's like, That was proper magic for comedy. That was comedy gold, wasn't yeah. it? That's about as good as comedy gets for, for the movies. So. And he's like he's like borderline like retarded. Yeah, <laughs> like like very this much day so, yeah. this day and age coming out with that like he'll just get lit up. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is that another thing that because comedy is so subjective and yeah. it's, and it, these days if you offend anyone you get cancelled and you get ridiculed and you get put into jail and all kinds of stuff goes on. Yeah, it's very hard to do good comedy. I reckon it's hard to do it and do it well. Like like a lot of those. Um, kind of those comedies they they had those those not those raunchy and harsh jokes and stuff but they didn't care because it was wasn't that culture of you yeah. know oh i'm offended i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that you lose your job now yeah there wasn't that kind of it's like a badge of honor like the the quicker you can um find a problem with something 100 percent. the um uh, tuck it in there. uh yeah exactly right yeah, the, the the quicker you can find something offensive and like call it out, like you're you're a hero or something. Like, oh, it's it's. I think it's stupid. People yeah. need it. People need to toughen up. Yeah, know? especially like, uh, especially when stuff's funny. Yeah, if, if, if it's, it's funny, like I get it. If you just say something offensive for shock value, yeah, then then yeah, that's offensive. But if you can carefully craft something. And it's funny, and and then you say the word retard, yeah, as part of it. Then you've got to be able to realize that that has been well written and worked out, and hundred percent, yeah, hundred. I like f- comedy. You need to have stuff that's funny in there, and you, and sometimes you need to go like Ricky Gervais is a 
great example. Yep. He doesn't he doesn't give a fuck about yeah. anything. He'll just say whatever. He doesn't care who he offends because and that's I think more comedians or, or people especially trying to do movies and stuff, they need to go back to that kind of mindset of the, they're gonna probably offend people, but a lot of people are also gonna probably find that pretty funny. Yeah. I think I think it's like a it's like a pendulum swing. Yeah, so it is. You get to this point where it's it's so off balance and and you're not paying women the same amount of money. You're not giving women jobs. You're mm. sexually assaulting women on set, um, and you know then you've got you've got race, disability, you know all the gender stuff, which is pretty hard to keep up with. But you've got you've got everything on top of that, and then everyone's just like, what what about my group? You know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of that, isn't there? Yeah, like, there is like, a lot of that kind of stuff. So then people try to catch up with everything at once. So it's, it's okay, we've got to sort out how to make women happy, gays happy, blacks happy. Um, Everyone needs to be represented. Yeah, yeah. trans. Oh, yeah, I know. And then, like, then you get to this point where it's like, you know, you just say, um, you know, you've got you've got someone in a movie says says fag, but it's, you know, it's written into a movie and exactly. it's, it's not even... Direct it's, it, it's aware it's aware yeah exactly. yeah but they're still just because you said it it doesn't matter what the context I know, is I know. but that, that context is a lot of everything isn't it yeah. like if it's a subject of a joke it's you know I, yeah it context is a lot of things. yeah and if, so i think it eventually be better it'll it. it'll swing back and then I hope so it, it'll probably end up you know another decade goes by and it swings all the way back and we, then they overcorrect again i just think yeah. it's like cycles yeah hopefully that's hopefully it all sorts itself self out, but yeah, I for those comedies back in the you know those those absolute gems, you know, White Goodman in Dodgeball, and like that's yeah. just, like characters like that. It's hard to recreate such great characters like a White Goodman, and it's hard to it's hard to allow, um, it's hard to allow people to come up with those ideas when they're afraid of but yeah. Getting but that, that's as exactly well. right. You, you limit everyone's creative, you know, thoughts and stuff like that yeah. because of they're scared of being. And, yeah. and scared of being, you know, losing their jobs and stuff. So it is hard. Even with, even with like the the actual job of acting, like they they've they've gone so far as to say like straight people shouldn't play gay people. Yeah, I, I, um, it's able-bodied. Act, it's called people. acting for a reason. Exactly. Isn't it? It's exactly. called acting for a reason. And if you go that far, know. if you go that far, you actually have to say gay people can't play straight people. Yeah. And how many, like how many gay movies are being written? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so then you're you're actually uh, narrowing your, yourself out of work. I know. So it's yeah, it just it gets so crazy. Like, it's called. Uh, I thought by doing acting, it's called acting. Like, they're playing pretend playing, for exactly for a living for a living. Like that's called acting for a reason. It's not meant to be real. It's called acting. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make it's any sense. So backwards, but they'll 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 sort it out eventually. Um. So, so you said you're, you're busy at the end of the week. What are you What are you getting into? You got like returning training or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. So we've st- we've come back. I've come back for these couple of weeks. We've started team training again. So we've been already been gone for a week, um, and now we're yeah. Obviously, we're getting into um, the the pre Christmas um, the pre Christmas grind, um, and we'll finish up on Friday. So I've got another session tomorrow, and then another session Friday. Oh, excuse me, and then uh, we we have another two weeks off, and then come back in Jan mm. and go from there. And, and that's you know full preseason for you know 
two months and then practice matches and then games. And Christmas time, notorious eating and drinking time. Do you have to sort of take it easy a bit when you go home? There's obviously, you know, you have to look after yourself and make sure that we hit our targets of um, our, you know, our, our fitness test targets when we come back. So obviously you're allowed to have a great time and ha- enjoy the time uh, with your family and friends. But you've got to be selective about when you do it and you've got to be um, smart about everything that you do. Um, but you're, you know, in saying that, still allowed to ha- enjoy yourself and, and enjoy the time of Christmas because it's a gr- great time of the year. Um, but obviously I will be looking after myself and make sure that um, I come back and, and hit the hitting the goals that I'm going to try and get for my pre-season. So, well, yeah. uh, have you got any uh, individual goals for, for the season? Yeah, obviously this year I've, I've come in. Uh, I want to make sure that I you know, learn a lot about the about inside mid. Obviously I'm a lighter frame body, um, but I've always played as an inside mid growing up. Um, so I understand how to play there, you know, obviously, but at the highest level of, of AFL, um, it's a little bit, lot different of learning about how to do all the stoppages and where to run and all that kind of stuff. So I'm mm. trying to pick up as many things as I can um, and and just try and get myself into some good working order for actually trying to play a little bit more of actual inside midfield time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my goal this year is to play, you know, and pick up a bit of mid, uh, inside mid time. But at the same time, you know, personally I want to, have a really strong season and then obviously try and win a flag. I think that's the main thing is that we were very, very, very close last year. Yes. We lost by a kick in the prelim and, you know, at 20 years old, I was very lucky to play in a prelim, but that's definitely not going to be my last one, I can assure you. We're going to be there, back there hopefully again this year and um, hopefully again making it one step further and make, and winning a grand final. But, you know, um, that's, our, that's our goal anyway and, you know, we we've got to we've got to try and get it out there and achieve that. So. Yeah, I was rooting for you guys, even though I'm a, a Crows fan. Yep. I was, I'm not enough of a Crows fan to just be a blatantly hate. hater. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, obviously, we weren't getting anywhere near a flag this year. So, <laughs> I was no, uh, not so much. Not so I saw much. you guys on top, and I was like, yeah, I was hoping hoping you guys would get it done. But I mean, you won't see me in a jersey anytime soon. No, no, it's <laughs> that's, that's okay. I can understand. You know, I'll, I'll try and convert you, but you know, it might not work. But yeah, no, we we did a little bit better than uh, than our crosstown rivals this year, and we were obviously you know very lucky and. We worked hard and we did quite a good job and obviously stayed on top of the ladder for the whole season. If we can just do you know, a similar similar thing to that um, and just a little bit better, it'd be great. So. Do you, outside of um, like your vision for uh, like training, you sit down and you watch clips and stuff, do you do watch much footy? Um, so it, this is a, yeah, a thing that I have to get better at actually. Um in the in the last two years that I've been a professional footballer, uh, I actually haven't been watching lots of footy. I don't. I try not to watch too much because I get sick of it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get sick of my job. Yeah. So, um, across you know across the last two years, I actually haven't been watching heaps of footy. Um, but at the end of my um, at the end of this season, I had a good had a really good um, exit interview and. You know, it was pretty positive and stuff. But there were some things that I've, I identified that I need to get better at because. To, in order to get my my own game better, I need to actually watch more footy and watch more players and 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 try and pick things up to add to my own game. And you can't do that unless you watch footy. Do so you uh, do you I have to a watch more and player either present or past that you sort of model your game after? Look, it's really hard. It's a hard question to answer because I feel like I, I, there's not many players that I've really ever played like. Yep, it's hard. I, I'm. Uh, 
I'm an outs, as especially you know my my own play type right at the minute in terms of um, AFL footy. I've played as a winger, but you know as I said, I, I've grown up my whole career and I still feel like I'm pretty tough, even though I've only got a, t- um, a smaller frame and stuff. I feel like you I'm, put on a fair bit of weight this year. Yeah, I have. I've, I've put, since I got here at the club in my draft year at 72, and I'm now 80, 82. So put on 10 kilos, but you know, obviously that's still I still got a couple, couple, you know, bit, bit, bit of a way to go, but. I'm trying, um, to go, I'm trying to go the opposite way. So. <laughs> I'm trying to go, yeah. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to put on, and yeah, you're trying to t- t- yeah. take off. But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I, obviously, I feel like I've still got a way to go, and um, but I feel like you know, I feel like I hit the contest pretty hard, and I feel like that you know, I have some pretty good contested for side of my game as well. So I feel like I can be both an inside outside kind of midfielder that you know hits forward and kicks goals as well as I've you know, shown, but. It's, I don't really know who I play like. It's hard to actually figure out who I really do play like. Mm. But, um, you know, that, that's probably up for other people to decide as well because like, I pretty much try and just focus on what I, what I do myself. So it's more up, more for other people to, you know, sit around and kind of debate that kind of stuff like we're doing for other players, I guess. Yeah. But um, I try and just focus and see what about I... about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly I can do right. what he does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Like, but that's the kind of thing is that, you know, I can see other players and – while I might not play exactly like them, I like something and or I can see something that they do really well and go, you know, I really want to add that to my game and mm. hopefully that gives me the idea of, you know, what to do and take that from there. So, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a good, it's a good way of trying to improve, I think, and I'd need to, you know, capitalise on that. Yeah. All right, well, um, I usually uh, I usually play a game. I don't know, we didn't play a game last time you were on the show. No, we, I don't think we did, so no. I'm looking forward to this one. Well, no, actually, I uh, I ran out of time. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was trying to find, I was trying to figure out a like a Christmas movie sort of quiz situation okay. and um when I sat down to do it, my uh, I guess my own Christmas movie knowledge yep. wasn't up to par. Wasn't so, up to par, okay. So, uh, I haven't I haven't done one, but um what charity would you like to support? Chuck a few bucks their way. I would like to support probably just just a good old Vinnie's, I reckon. Vinnie's. Yeah, they're, they're, nice they're always a good one to go with. I think they do some good work. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Vinnie's. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll sort something out. And it's a good time of year for, for Vinnie's, actually. they I know they support a lot of people at this time. So um, be good to give something back to them. But um, thanks a lot for coming back. No, thanks very much, Clay. It's, uh, it's been very, very good to be here. Yeah, and, um, good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, so... Um, yeah, yeah, we'll hopefully, yeah, we'll see how you go in guest of the year <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll we see. might have you back. Hopefully I'll be back. That'd, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That'd Thanks for coming. Thanks very much. Cheers.